Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph Page. Hey, Steph Page. How's it going? (laughs) I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Uh, we are good. All good, good over in good. the UK. Good in the hood? Good in the hood. We have uh, a special episode this week. We have done mm-hmm. another interview. Yep. You did. So, I didn't. Well, I did, did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this week's episode, we wanted to do, and this has been, we've had this request from a couple people now. Mm-hmm. It was, can we do an episode on traveling with children? Something we know mostly fuck all about and the quick answer to that to those that requested it was no because (laughs) steph and i both of us are childless um we have zero experience traveling with children i have zero desire to have experience traveling (laughs) with children as a matter of fact yeah (laughs) steph is i cannot see you having kids any time ever in your life not in Um, my life plan i don't know about me it takes two to tango, so we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> so sad, but I'm laughing. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, but so we thought in order to do this episode, we would uh, obviously bring in a guest. Mm-hmm. Andrew, when you were a kid, did you travel much with your parents? Uh, we did trips, yeah. I think the, the furthest trip that we did, I remember going to Disney, Disney World in Orlando, mm-hmm. Florida, where we drove there. So yeah. we did. I know in last week's episode, you talked about doing a road trip to Florida. Now imagine doing that with two yeah. young kids in a car. So I remember that. I remember we used to, we also did the drive across Canada. So we drove from Ontario to British Columbia. So again, we did a lot of 
long road trips and I remember that and I remember a lot of stress from my mom and dad. (laughs) I mean, granted, my sister and I are a pain in the ass anyways and we would fight all the time and to this day, we're in our 30s. Yeah, I was going to say, not much has changed. And we still fight. We love each other very much, but we still fight. Um, I mean, that's siblings, whatever. But yeah, so I remember car, like long sort of road trips. That was our family. Mm -hmm. We never, I don't remember ever getting on a plane or anything like that. What about you? Yeah. And I remember as a kid, always, I was very fortunate. My parents, we would go on trips all the time to the Caribbean. I remember we spent a chunk of time in Mexico. Um, But my parents were really the get book, you know, book somewhere where there's a kid's area where we can dump the kids for the day kid friendly yeah and i used to give them a hard time like oh you're getting rid of us and um and now that i'm older i'm like uh yeah like if for any reason i had to care for other people's children yeah (laughs) like that's brilliant you go somewhere beautiful drop them off in the morning have the day to yourself, pick them up. I get it now. So mom, dad, it's, cool. It, it's funny because I, I had this discussion with someone I work with where he just came back from like a family holiday. He's got two kids and I think they were in Seychelles and I said, oh, did you drop the kids off and you did your own thing? He's like, well, as much as I want to, sometimes he's like, it feels really wrong when you're just getting rid of your kids no, <laughs> on family no, holiday. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it from both points of view. I think he said like they did it, you know, one day and him and his wife went off and had a day um but yeah so i mean this just goes to show steph and i have zero experience when it comes to traveling with kids um (laughs) and we're not gonna really be able to give you any advice or tips of our own so we brought in an expert and so this week i i interviewed a very good friend of mine Rhiannon archer uh she's from from back home she's a comedian um and i mean i've known her for years now i go on family holiday with them to Portugal each year. So Rhiannon's family's from Portugal. I've been with them a couple times. So I kind of have a bit of the firsthand experience with traveling with two uh, two young kids. She's got two little boys. But yeah, we thought we would bring her in to yep. chat about this topic. Um, so yeah. And she's so good. I love that we got her for this episode this week. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into it. So I'm here with Rhiannon Archer, comedian, content creator, mom, and my friend, Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to come on and talk to us about traveling with kids. Because between Steph and I, I have no experience with this. We don't have kids of our own. Um, and I know I've traveled with you a couple times with you and your kids. So I, I know, right? Who better to come on and talk about traveling with, with kids than you? No, thanks for having me. Uh, big time fan, long time listener. <laughs> And we put we picked the uh, the perfect time in the day. We had to reschedule a couple times because it's nap time right now, isn't it? Not yeah, for- my kid keeps uh, screwing around with his naps, and it's absolutely infuriating. Yeah, so, so you'll probably hear like every now and again, like a, <laughs> from the other door. It, it just makes this more authentic. Then that's what we want. Essentially, my life and um, a lot of parents is just like okay, let's do this. And it just always goes to shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, we found time. It's all good. Yeah. So two boys, two young boys, Jude and Alfie. Yeah. Cutest kids ever. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> they are just starting off. Just tell us a bit about you, Jude, Alfie, throw <coughs> in there, your husband. If Sorry, you want. <laughs> tell us yeah. about the uh, Archer fam. Okay. So it consists of, uh, me, mom, Rian and Archer and dad, Graham. And Jude, who was born in uh, late 2015, 
and Alfie, who was born in late 2018. So they're two years and nine months apart, Hmm. both boys, both uh, fiery-tempered, and both completely different. Jude is an absolute goofball. He was a super easy baby, um, pickiest eater you'll ever meet, though. Like, you're just typical pasta with butter that's all I want or pizza or bread or crackers and fruit Mm. um the only kid I've ever known to not like ketchup or juice okay um likes candy he's infuriating uh to feed but he's always been an exceptional sleeper okay don't have bedtime fights we don't like he goes to bed he doesn't mess around he's been like that since a baby um he's goofy he's really funny he's he's got a lot of energy but he's also kind of whiny and uh (laughs) can be demanding and just all around his shit speaking speaking of food how does he feel about uh patatas bravas oh he kicked him kicks him off the table he says get this shit out of here we'll talk about that (laughs) we'll talk about patatas bravas later um yeah this all makes sense for anyone listening. Um, so that's Jude, and then Alfie. Alfie's the baby. Yeah, he's he's two little babies. Yeah, fifteen months currently. Uh, for the first part, he was great, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's just a nightmare. Oh, okay. I haven't seen him yet as a nightmare. It's been a while. Oh, since I've seen the kids, yeah. Because so. when we were in Portugal last, he was he was still a good little bub, but um. Yeah, so growing up, um, for the first like six months, he was fine. He he didn't really sleep the greatest, but again, not your typical like wake up in the middle of the night, getting up a couple times. He wasn't like that. He just he's an early riser. Like for the past month, he's been waking up at five. Ooh, that's early. Yeah, and it's just it's it's literally killing my husband and I. Um, here you consuming? <laughs> yeah, and then at about ten months, it's almost like he turned colic, okay. and he just screams for like two hours, uh, each day for no and reason. Both your boys do have a voice. I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah, they're both loud. Um, Jude's like super like when he gets upset and whiny, gets really loud. But Jude's actually like not that big of a tantrumer anymore. But Alfie just like he just likes to scream and yell. Like if you start getting his dinner ready, he'll stand at the baby gate and like point at you and scream like ah 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 ah. ah. He's hungry. He's so hungry. The baby's <laughs> hungry. And unlike Jude, this kid eats anything. Yeah. Like he eats anything and he won't stop. Yeah. Like he kept eating rubble and uh, it's a fish in Portugal quite a large fish and he could just mash it down uh yeah he just is constantly eating and he'll be happy if you give him something to eat but otherwise oh my god he's a nightmare so he's got a palate then he's he's got yeah. his love for food yeah and a crazy output crazy output <laughs> so both different but have similarities in i guess certain areas yeah they're not um, the worst i've seen a lot of really crappy kids <laughs> like, i'm thinking like kids are in their garbage but like yeah like I've had friends and <laughs> just like friends and family, like their kids just don't sleep. They scream at bedtime or like they don't eat anything or they have huge tantrums. Like Jude and Alfie are not by all means angels or perfect, <laughs> but they're, they're on the better scale. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, again, I've, uh, I've been away with you guys before. I can yeah. 
to that. Um, but going back before before Jude and Alfie were in Oh, life was great. <laughs> 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 well, specifically talking about traveling. So yeah. like how much traveling did you do before you had kids? Like and quite a lot. Graham, was it like a priority? Like was it something you wanted to do? It was gonna or? start. It was it was starting to be. Mm-hmm. Um for for comedy work, I've traveled all over the states and Canada. I mean, Graham and I I think it might have been two thousand and no, sorry, two yeah, two thousand and fourteen. Uh we did like a big trip and went to like England and Portugal and Spain. And it was just us. And it was super fun. Super chill. Lots oh, it was like, oh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And um, so easy because we would yeah. just like get up and go. Mm. And we could see more things that we wanted to and do a lot of fun stuff like that. Mm. Um, so that was before kids. So have you found since you've had kids any travel plans that you maybe previously had as just like a couple or just even like single people before you were even married? Have you found that your destinations, like where you guys want to go have changed because of like accommodating for kids or oh yeah, are there like still places on the bucket list where you're like, we got to go there? No. So those, those bucket list places are like, those are for our golden years. <laughs> like we probably can't. But they're still there, but they're still on the list though. Yeah. Like Graham and I really do want to travel and we okay. do our best to travel with our kids currently, but it's incredibly difficult and you really have to take into consideration where you're going. Mm. The amount of, uh, the jet lag, right. How long you're going, how expensive it's going to be. Yeah. Do well, you like, Yeah. Yeah, these are all things we're going to dive into. Yeah, we want we want to hear like, you know, the truth. The re- and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like I already <laughs> called my kids assholes. Like <laughs> if anything, no. you know, like this lady is either a monster or she's just being honest. <laughs> if a anyone, bit of both. If anyone's going to tell it like it is, it's you and this is exactly yeah. what I wanted you as as mm-hmm. our our parent guest. Um okay, so let's then talk about the first trip what was the first trip that you guys did as a new family with just Jude? Whether it was like a like a road trip, Mexico. Okay, so that's like a pretty like going we to a resort. Long. Yeah. So so you took a plane. So that would have been the first time on the plane as well. Yeah, I think it was like three hours. Three hours. Okay, so three hours from Toronto to Mexico. Yeah, three or four hours. Yeah. So first time flying with a baby. So how old was Jude then? Was he a baby? He was about? just over a year. What was the plane ride like? I mean, what was before we even get on the plane? What were your before you got on? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? Were you nervous? Were you excited? No, because no, I so we went with my husband's family. So it was his parents, his sister, her two kids, and my brother in law and his girlfriend, now fiance, mm-hmm. and then Graham and I. Right. Okay. And I wasn't too worried because we had uh, we had help there. Okay. So, so I wasn't you with the new baby, not knowing what the fuck you were doing. You yeah. Know, like, I like, I, I didn't care. And with Jude, he was just such a happy go lucky kid to begin with. Like I figured like I could pass him around mm. to other people to hold him for a bit. And the airline, how accommodating were they for you as a new mom or new couple with, with a new baby? Did you guys have to organize loads of stuff ahead of time? Um, no, like I knew that they were, I knew that they were like I, I actually can't remember the airline, so I'm gonna go with they were fine. Okay. 
they were graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you, did you have to make any prearranged? I mean, I guess a three or four hour flight's not too long where you have to get like, because I know now like a lot of airlines will accommodate you with the little baby. What are they like? The bassinet. The, the bassinet. So you can stick up on, you see the, you know, parents. Yeah, but that's only for an age limit. That's oh. only an age limit. Like after, I think I think you're pushing it after six or eight months. Oh. So a year old baby would not would not fit in that and okay. would probably snap it off. Oh, okay, so I didn't know that. So that's just yeah. So there's an age restriction for it too. Okay. Um, I will say that we were very blessed and that we didn't have to pay for the flights or the accommodations. Like it was a family Christmas gift. Okay. Um, so there's, so remind me to talk to you about when I actually had to pay mm. for a thing for, for the first time, yeah. uh, a um, seat for the first yeah. time. We'll go into, um, traveling with two babies shortly, but mm-hmm. in terms of being first time on a plane with a baby, first time mom, inevitably, I mean, I guess Jude would have cried at some point. Nope. He didn't. Nope. I mean, that's- not all babies cry. Yeah. And I, I get really, I get really fucking pissed off yeah. um, at that stereotype. Like sometimes they do because their ears are popping and they don't yeah. understand. And if you don't have your kid on like having a soother or a bottle or you're breastfeeding them, like they're maybe too old or you stopped or whatever, then you just kind of, kind of try to have to help them with it. And I do recall one time when we got when we went to Portugal for the first time with Jude, we literally walked on the plane and this asshole just stared us down like, How fucking dare you bring a child on the plane? Oh really? And so I was before like he wasn't crying anything. They just saw you in No, the- we just we we just walked on the plane and he just like gave me the dirtiest look and started shaking his head at me. <laughs> and I just laughed and gave him the finger. I'm like, What are you gonna do? Yeah. And I'm like, give him a chance to at least cry first. And at the same time, if you're really fucking upset about that, the next time rent out the plane because yeah. this isn't fucking private transit. It's still public yeah. transit, asshole. Get, get the private jet. So then, Yeah, like I'm like, fuck off. If anyone then, and I feel like I know the answer to this, but at some point, obviously, now that you've traveled with, with the two kids, two boys on a plane, at some point they will have had, they've had a cry or maybe a tantrum. How do you deal with it? Does it make you, are you embarrassed about it or do you not just, you don't give a fuck? I didn't give a fuck. And traveling with both boys, I will say this, Jude has always been a good traveler. They don't, we haven't had them ever cry on a plane. Okay. Only, the only issue, uh, we did have Jude cry, sorry, we did have Jude cry once when we were landing, uh, coming back from Portugal. And uh, the flight attendant on on tap (laughs) came up to me and started yelling at me like shusha 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 and i'm like he doesn't take a shusha which is a soother so he's like but his ears are popping I'm like i understand that <laughs> and i'm like what do you want me to do i don't fucking care yeah like <laughs> yeah he it's- was like but he seemed like annoyed by it and i was like buddy the plane's landing you'll be it'll be done soon like give me a break <laughs> as someone that worked on the plane or a passenger it was a flight attendant flight attendant oh my god because yeah. I feel like I always see like flight attendants and they're actually pretty good with babies or kids on the plane. Like they'll kind of mm-hmm. go in. Yeah, I remember once being on a flight back from, it was a pretty long flight. I think it was in like Malaysia back to London or something. And I saw this poor woman who was there on her own with two toddlers, probably about the same age as Jude and Alfie. And they were, they were nightmares. Like they were screaming and crying and, you know, it was an overnight flight. So they were probably tired. 
And at one point mm-hmm. I didn't want to just go over and be like, do you want me to hold your baby? I didn't, I guess I'm an asshole. Um, but like the flight attendants were really good with them. Like they, at one point they could just see how stressed out she was and took one of the babies and mm-hmm. you know, walked him up and down the aisle. So that's uh, I don't know if that's bad luck for you. You just had like a really shitty flight attendant. No, but it's just, yeah. you know, and, but we, the only one time we've ever had somebody be like out, outrightly rude was that one asshole yeah and the the thing was is he had two kids with him and i'm like buddy you're a fucking parent like fuck you yeah, go fuck yeah. yourself like, you get how it is you've, you've been there as well he was Port- he was portuguese so he probably did hit his kids which we don't so a blasha i giving him a blasha a blasha uh, remembering my portuguese <laughs> yeah that's pretty good because it was said enough in Portugal. But um, the only problem that we do find on airplanes is, so there's a sweet spot for, to take a baby on a flight. And that's from like two weeks old mm. to, to almost a year. Okay. Because like, say you are still breastfeeding them, you can shut them up right away and Wait, they can just know. sleep in your arms. But like after a year or like 10 months, I'll say like actually like to 10 nine ten months Hmm. they want to move around and they're squiggly and wiggly they can't walk yet so it's just a pain in the ass for the parents right like that's the biggest problem that's what happened on our trip to mexico that's what happened on uh our trip back from portugal with alfie like he just was wiggly and wanted to like move around and crawl or do whatever and you can't they want to play. They want to, yeah. I mean, yeah. And yeah. it's really, it's really tough and tiring, but I have an amazing husband who holds those kids. Cause Ramp I'm like, a patient man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, the thing the but the way to alleviate that is like, kids are allowed a carry on as well. Even if they're on your lap, bring games, okay. bring toys. And you know what? if you're one of those parents, that's like, Oh, I don't want my kids having screen time. Give them screen time. Get over yourself. It's not going to ruin them. I was going to say, what are the essentials? That was going to be one of my questions. What are iPad? The- iPad with pre-downloaded stuff from Netflix, unless you want to buy it. But just know that you need to download them because you won't obviously won't necessarily have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. But also know that when you go to different countries, your kids' shows may not be licensed under those mm-hmm. Netflix accounts. That's a good tip. Yeah, so just pre-download and download it, download a ton. Yeah. And I then just that. let them have it, get them big headphones and let them have it and bring a water bottle or bottle or whatever. So when their ears pop, they can drink. Like mm-hmm. if they're sucking through a straw, then it's fine. The entire, now traveling, going on a plane with Jude, he's quiet. He sits and watches his iPad and uh, will talk or sleep. Talk to people beside us or just fall asleep. You probably look forward to flying then. <laughs> if, if no, because Alfie, Alfie's the one who's paying the ass. Oh, so he's he's the one that gets more restless now on the planes. and Yeah, because he's little. But when they're older, like, fine. Is there, um? I mean, what is the longest flight time you would do then, having two young kids? Eight hours. Eight hours. Because that's, a, what's the flight time to... Eight hours overnight is, uh, overnight. yeah, Portugal. And do they mm-hmm. sleep on the overnight flight? Yeah, it usually takes a little coaxing because it's weird, but they eventually will sleep. Okay. You can also bring, um, if your baby's small enough, bring like your ergo or your baby carrier, like the thing you strap on your body and strap them on mm. and just let them sleep that way. That way you're not holding them, cradling them in their arms and you could like potentially drop them. Yeah. 
The only pain in the ass thing to do, which is really freaking annoying that every plane does, when your baby is young enough that they're sitting in your lap, they give you a special belt buckle that if your baby's asleep in your arms or they're in a carrier, you have to take them out and place them in the burping position for uh, takeoff and uh, landing. And which it always wakes is, them up. I was going to say, you got to wake them up. And that's generally when you hear babies crying the most on planes, right? Isn't it? Takeoff landing. Well, it's because their ears are popping. Yeah. And that as well. And it's loud and it's scary. And like if more people just put themselves in uh, a child's uh, th- like, you know, situations like, oh, I feel like I'm in a car, but uh, my stomach is in my, my throat right now. Yeah. And there's I mean, really loud noises and, yeah. you know, there's pressure. Like, that's the thing that I'm always like, it's a, it's a goddamn kid. Yeah. Even, even, when I, even before I had kids, I never cared that I got sat beside people with kids and stuff like that. And I'm like, they have every right to be here too. Yeah. Would you, uh, would you ever be those parents that, you know, you, you see the stories of parents like handing out bags of candy being like, it's our first flight. And they, no, fuck off. They just want attention. No, they just want attention. And if somebody did that, I'd be like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. This is weird. There's like, here's some earplugs and candy and sorry. And like, no, this is people wanting to go viral and like, (laughs) like fuck off. I feel like less people care than some parents probably do think again with you you know you're probably the exception where you don't give a fuck you're like these are my kids they're young they're gonna they might cry they might be a pain but but there's there's definitely got to be parents out there and they're the ones handing out these goodie bags that Mm -hmm. feel really insecure about it um or worried about it i feel like i'd be the same as you like who cares i don't know it's bizarre people are bizarre okay so talking about sleeping on a plane long-haul flights Tell mm-hmm. us all about baby jet lag. Mm. <laughs> so What's that like? It depends. So in, in Mexico, we had zero because, okay. uh, Jude, it, it's the same time zone. But in Portugal, there's seven hours ahead, right? Seven or six. Uh, I, I can't remember. Six because they're like an hour ahead of us here in London. So probably about yeah. six. Depending on what time of the year you go. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is um, for us, uh, we planned it like pretty, pretty great. So what we've, we actually had this like discussion a couple times being like, Oh, what do we do? Do we keep them up? If we have like a midnight flight from Canada to Portugal, do we keep them up? Do we let them sleep and then wake them up? Like, what do we do? And so majority of kids will wake up at seven and then they'll usually have like, if they're still napping, they'll go down to one nap. They'll usually have like a nap at noon. At least all babies have like a nap in and around lunchtime. Like your boys so right now. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So the flight for Portugal is six hours and they're six hours ahead. So if you leave at midnight, you're going to get there at noon. Mm. Oh. And then we usually have like a three hour drive from Lisbon to the Algarve. Um, so the way we figured out is if we take the midnight flight from Toronto and we keep our kids awake, they land at noon having only slept like six, seven hours. So they're still tired. Mm. And they, what they'll do is they'll like be tired. But then once we get the car and get moving, they'll fall asleep again. And uh, we'll get there in Tavira at three when they will be waking up from their like quote unquote afternoon nap. Yeah. So it kind of works out okay. that they don't get jet lag. 
So do you, when you're looking at flights for anything now, would you spend more Overnight. money if it meant doing like a flight that worked better with the kids sleeping patterns? Yeah. I you would never do a flight that got in at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It depends. I would never do a flight over eight hours. Cause even I can't do longer than eight hours mm-hmm. and I wouldn't do a flight. That's like, like you, you can usually tell, like if it seems like a normal time for them to be up and, uh, you know, a daytime flight sure is fine. You just have to entertain them more. Yeah. But if you want to do an overnight flight, then you got to like kind of work it out. Um, also I know it's cheaper. It's more, it looks more alluring. Don't ever do a connecting flight. If it can't be helped, do was, direct flights. Yeah, I was gonna connecting say, flights with kids is a nightmare. Yeah, because it it just adds more time in uh, in an airport, right? And that's the other thing, like having kids in the airport and trying to go through whatever it might be, like bag check or security or. Oh mean, no no no! If you're going through an airport and you got a child, you're basically treated like huh? front of the line access. I was gonna say, is it easier? It's like being the hot chick at a uh, outside waiting for the club. You get ushered <laughs> right in. Yeah. Like the second, the first time we flew with Jude by ourselves, um, a woman saw us and it was a massive line, massive line for bag, uh, for checking in. Yeah. And a woman came up to us, grabbed us. She's like, no, 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 you go this way. And then she took us around this corner and, the, and it was empty. And she's like, go right in. And there's usually a specialty security too that's just for kids. And they, it's like empty. They just go right in. Straight through. And then... And you get priority boarding, which is nice as well, because then you're not worried, especially now, which I can't freaking stand, is everybody, like, claims and, like, owns, like, the overhead space. And it's well, like, no, I need, I need yeah. that because I have. No, because all the airlines charge for, for checking bags. So which, more- like, no. fuck you. No. I hate it. And that's yeah. why you get into the problem every time where people are trying to put all their stuff in the overhead and there's no room. It's like, if you guys just... They'll actually, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, was, I remembered something there. Strollers are free check. Car seats are free check. Mm. Um, and, uh, but you can gate check them. I Strollers are expensive. Car seats, if you throw a car seat um, harder on the floor, when you're traveling with kids, um, you could potentially damage the integrity of it. Like you have to be very careful with that stuff and your strollers are expensive. Like my stroller was a grand, like it's insanity, but it's essentially like my car. I was going to say stroller, like I see strollers, the price of them now. And I'm like, that's more expensive than my first car was. Yeah. But you know what? A lot of people, well, I can probably, you probably get flack for this, but like when your strollers are getting up to like past like the 1500, $2,000 thing, it's like, Man, you're just paying for an image that you probably just like that really nobody cares about. I mean, it's true. You could say that about a lot. Like, yeah, but especially (laughs) with moms, like you see these like Cadillac strollers. I'm just like, oh my god, like they're the ones feeding their babies like the organic soil for breakfast. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. Like when I ever see like super, super, super rich like strollers, I'm just like, I was like, oh, wonder if they vaccinated. (laughs) It's like. We're too rich. We don't care. <laughs> Anyways, um, so you can do that. Okay. Hold on, you can you can gate check them, and which I always tend to do, because then once you get off the plane, your stroller's waiting for you right there, and your car seat. And wow. I highly recommend. I will say this: uh, 
bring there there's they have some like amazing travel car seats i think my car seat my travel one is maybe 10 pounds it's light it's easy it's smaller but like you can't when it comes to uh rental cars like yeah they do have them but it's like an extra like 15 bucks a day to rent the car seat as well and you don't know the condition of the car seat you don't know anything like that probably better off buying one just for like depending on how long you're there for yeah, it's a pain in the ass, but it's just just bring them. It's just one day, and you can usually like shove them into like I have a specialty bag that I throw both car seats into, and I attach it to my stroller bag, and they're just this convenient clump together. So it's not as inconvenient as they look. Sometimes. No, like sometimes when I see parents with carrying around like a stroller and these car seats, I'm like, oh, I feel bad for them, but maybe they're lighter. Yeah, than they, they look now, and they're and like you said, they have special travel ones, which I didn't realize. Yeah, like the the ones that we that you see, like those are travel ones. Like they're very light. I think they were seventy bucks. Like they're That's nothing bad. And then, uh, yeah, because you just can't. Because I had a friend who did rent a car with a car seat, and they do say if you don't read the five print, like don't don't assume you're gonna get one because they say upon availability. Right. And she went to I think it was like South America, and they're like, we don't have one. Sorry. You can wait. Maybe one will be dropped off later today. And then she was stuck at the airport with her kid and had to go out and buy one. Well, and it's like you said as well, it probably depends. Depends where you go as well. If you go to somewhere like Southeast Asia, I mean, I remember being in Thailand and moms would just like drive their car with their babies on their lap. Like there, they're probably yeah. like, you need a car seat for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, you're better off bringing your own than yeah. somewhere. somewhere but, and you also... And you also have to you also have to make sure that if you're going to a country that you're not too familiar with, you need to see their car seat laws. Mm, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. We always talk about doing all your research on this show, so we're talking about like the the, the bread and butter here and the importance yeah. stuff in terms of what to so, pack, what to do on a plane. But my next point, I was going to talk about when I was in Portugal with you guys just this past summer. Uh, it's pronounced Portugal. <laughs> Portugal. Portugal. <laughs> um, and for anyone listening, yeah, uh, Rhiannon's grandparents are from there, which is why yeah. they go there. We all go the there. I, I, <laughs> I come visit. I'm not far. So we have a little, I, I basically kibosh your family holiday. No, you saved it because it took, <laughs> it made you behave for fucking four yeah. days. <laughs> That's all we wanted. <laughs> Uh, everyone wins. Um, but I remember the, um, we took, uh, we took the kids to crazy world, crazy world, crazy world. We found, we basically needed like an activity to do for the day. I think June. Yeah, Cause the beaches got destroyed because of a huge windstorm. Oh, that's right. So it turned up all the seaweed. So the beaches were trashed and all Asian. freezing cold. Yeah. It blew the kids pool away in the backyard. Do you remember? Oh the- Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course I do. That's a sore spot. Yeah. Um, but I remember on the way there, the only thing that made Jude happy, and I don't, I don't remember how long the drive was, maybe like an hour and a half or something. Sing. We listened to the Sing soundtrack yeah. on repeat. Not even the full soundtrack. It was the Scarlett Johansson song, or she's a poor yeah. Um, The Elton John one. I'm still standing. That's the one. And I can't remember the other one. Those are the two I remember. Um, oh, it was uh, Reese Witherspoon and Nick Kroll's Because uh, the play is going to play, 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 oh, yeah. play, play. And the yeah. haters that I hate. I'm just shake it off. There we go. <laughs> you get soundtracks. We were, we that's were, like, that's like, you, that, like, that, that specifically is not 
um, I wouldn't say that would be tied into travel. I would say that that's just normal kid. Like we're still rocking Ghostbusters and it's been going on two years now. Years. Are we, are they still listening to sing all the time? Cause I, no, he stopped. Oh, he's out of it. He's out of it now. Cause I'm obsessed now. I still yeah. listen to the Scarlett Johansson song on repeat. For, no, I'm kidding. Follow my heart into <laughs> the fire. Got burned, like, got broken. When it, when, when that happens, like say you're just even like a long car ride. Like say you're doing a road trip or something like with the kids. Mm-hmm. Do you have like something like that? You got to pack snacks. You got to pack I, snacks. Yes. You got to pack toys. And again, if your kids are annoying and you want it to be enjoyable for everybody, iPad or movies or whatever it, it just all depends and you need to take stops yeah it, like I would go maybe two hours and then stop for a coffee let them stretch their legs let them run around you know do whatever try to time it in and around their naps so that if they're young enough they can fall asleep well but like long car rides it's just you just gotta you just gotta do it you can get all these little things that are like oh for a car ride but what we do is we pack like jude has a backpack and we put it with like these things called water wows where it's like he can color and paint with just like a water thing mm-hmm. and it doesn't make any mess we put um snacks in it like little small goldfish juice boxes apples bananas cookies like things firm for that um an extra and this goes for planes too uh an extra change of clothes don't be an idiot. Pack your kids, regardless of what happens, extra clothes. And if they're in diapers, of course, obviously diapers. And don't forget to pack yourself an yeah. extra set of clothes. Like even just an extra shirt and say like pants, like wrap them up, put them in. Because if your kid pukes, you're not going to want to sit in that. Have you had to deal with a uh, car sickness before? Uh, no. I have Knock on wood, uh, dealt with a <laughs> car. No, I have dealt with car gastro. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay. 
Yeah, the, but that was just because he was sick. And basically, like, it's just like a fight or flight situation right. where if your kid gets that sick, then you got to figure out how you're going to, you know, get them cleaned up, yourself cleaned up, and either go home or figure it out. I ended up, we were in the States. I ended up uh, just having to buy him new clothes. And then he puked again. I'm like, that's it. We're going home. <laughs> we're done here. Yeah. Alfie, he hated the car. Is that changed? No, but you know, that's just babies love be you know, they love they love a car ride. Like Alfie fucking hated it and would I know you just have to white knuckle it or yeah. somebody has to be back there with them, which is yeah. just infuriating. Yeah, it's horrible. Well, I have no I have no uh st- he's better now, but I have no advice for that at all. No. I mean, However, I, I do wanna say one thing about packing though that I kept meaning to say. Oh yeah, yeah, go for um, it. Whenever you're going and your children are still in diapers, look ahead and see what kind of diapers, if it's not the States, if you're going to Europe, buy diapers there. Don't pack diapers. Pack enough diapers for two, three days, but don't waste precious luggage on diapers. Well, that's a good point. Because everywhere has diapers. Do you find you're always, do you tend to overpack or underpack? Clothes? I always overpack, but I've always done that. Even like, even when grandma and I went to Portugal without the kids, I overpacked because uh, I ended up just finding one thing I really enjoy wearing. And then I'm like, yeah, this is my Portugal yeah. outfit. But that's a good point. Yeah. Diapers. You can get those anywhere. Yeah. No, they all kind of the, I mean, I, I would, know, but I have my neighbor, I got God love her. She was like, Oh man, how do you travel with kids? Like I had to pack all the diapers. I had no nothing and no room for clothes and i looked at her I'm like you went to florida you don't think they got pampies yeah yeah <laughs> why didn't you just buy them there and then she looked at me and she's like god damn it and i'm like yeah and chances are probably cheaper steph and i mentioned that one we did an episode a while back about like just clothes that you pack with you depending on where you're going where well, we said that as well where people like go into this panic where they get somewhere and they're like fuck i forgot to pack socks it's like do you think where you are like socks don't exist <laughs> or like underwear oh yeah no exactly like I, I just always like and that's my thing i always end up like packing then i hum and i haw and i'm like Mm-mm, and i'm like yeah well if i need like a fancy dress if i need something like this i'll just go out and buy it yeah I'll treat myself exactly. right and that's the same with kids the only thing is just uh packing things that they enjoy and entertain same with toys yeah like i went to uh the continent in portugal and i'm like toys are toys they don't care they had play-doh i bought jude play-doh i bought them a pool that disappeared yeah, like i, I <laughs> we like they have stuff everybody like you know just needs to think about it ahead of time well i don't want to carry them back and i'm like then donate them yeah that's every time every time uh you know we have extra diapers where we go in portugal or we're a little different because when we're in portugal we're at my grandmother's but we keep the toys but in Mexico, um, my mother-in-law bought the kids like all this like stuff for the beach and like buckets and this and that. And then after she asked one of the workers if they had children and if her, their children wanted them and they were so grateful. They were like, yeah. oh, absolutely. Thank you. So like, you don't have to take stuff. You hear stories of um, people just even leaving, you know, when you go to Mexico or Cuba, Dominican Republic, like they'll leave care packages almost for you know people working in the hotel and um and that's I would always I'd always get really weird about that that always made me weird because I'm like what if this woman doesn't like everyone's like oh leave them tampons and pads and I'm like I should leave them money yeah yeah just <laughs> and, can decide what they want to buy but I mean 
yeah. it's like that's why i always like everyone's like and i think it's an, an amazing thing that nobody really thinks of like the purse project where you like it's it, it's big in toronto you basically fill a purse full of like feminine hygiene product, like feminine like tampons yeah. and pads, and then give it to a homeless lady. And I'm like, that's super fucking presumptuous. Yeah, that's true. Just there you go. They can decide. But I like the idea of the toys. That's that's such a good point. Instead of like, why do you need to bring, you know, cheap plastic toys back with you if you buy them there? Donate them. Great idea. Yeah, or like, it, like your kid will like don't go out and buy bikes or anything. They'll be an idiot. But like, <laughs> just little toys to keep them like. You, what you're looking at like nothing it's fine yeah. so when you're packing is there anything as the adult so with you and Graham, that you would sacrifice in packing to bring something like the essentials for kids or you just overpack the kids okay. <laughs> it would impact the kids um <clears throat> uh i don't know there's nothing really because we pack accordingly and then i've always been like well i can just buy it there this past yeah, this enough. past trip, I did screw up because like apparently like granola bars are not really big in Portugal, and Jude, being the picky eater he is, he does like granola bars that like we had a little situation situation oh. with the granola bars. Oh, I can't imagine how that went down. You were there for it. He was just always like, I want a granola. Oh bar. yeah. Oh, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, shut up. Yeah, he is picky. I mean, we um, what, what we were talking about earlier um, when we started the episode, the patatas bravas. Well, no, he was having, he was having, a, he he was a year and a half. And that's the first time we went to Portugal. Yeah. And he was in the car and he was just fucking spazzing out in Spain. And then I do, yeah. I had to do that 62 point turn to get into the parking spot. And he's just essentially screaming. That was a stressful was like, car ride. Oh, it was so Everyone. stressful. And then we got out and I, I finally sat down and had some food because I was starving. And then. Yeah got a beer and then Jude kicked the potatoes brothers off the table. It's like, that's it. Yeah. we finally sat down. We got to Seville. We, it took like forever to find somewhere to park. And we're like, cool, let's just get some food. We'll get a beer. And yeah, Jude wasn't having it. And we got this beautiful plate patatas bravas and we're so excited so to good. Eat it. jude just fucking and they were so good we had like a few of them and then he just kicked it and then he chipped his tooth on the right seville basilica right now he's, he's got a big old chipped tooth it's still there well yeah it's I not mean, gonna grow back well, <laughs> <laughs> woman from america taps me in the show's like it's a baby tooth i'm like shut up <laughs> forgot about the chip tooth that was karma for jude for kicking your yeah. potatoes bravas off the table so we haven't mad. we haven't had potatoes bravas together since i know i have they're delicious so a few more things i just want to say before yeah. everybody thinks that your child is free because they sit on your lap from zero to two years old uh, that is not true you have to pay the taxes oh okay so I had to pay $90 tax to uh, have Alfie sit on my lap. So it's not like, So what age do you have to start paying for a baby two. on a flight, though, the, for a kid? Or? The, second they, the second they hit two. Okay. And I will do um, – so – and I will say this because this is how we afford – because we own a condo townhouse in Toronto, and we go to Portugal every year. And the only reason, and if you can do this, this is probably the best way to travel. So I have a, a TD, TD Infinite Visa card. It's mm. a traveler rewards card. And if you can, and if you are paying for um, daycare, put it on your credit card. 
Okay. Because we end up getting enough points to pay for, I think, all of our flights. Yeah. I mean, daycare is not cheap. I don't think anywhere. And anyone listening in Australia, I'm sure it's the same thing. If you can find like a reward points card. Then use them because my husband has a work one and I have one too. The first time we went to Portugal with Jude without Alfie. So it was just Graham and I and a, and a, a tax seat is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it ended up costing a 700 round trip in total, not each. Okay. $700 from Canada to Lisbon. That and then, yeah. So I ended up only paying like $400 for the car rental because I used the rest of the points on that. So points really do work. Air miles are stupid or aeroplane or whatever. I don't know anybody's ever gotten anything from those. But there's a bunch of Visa cards that like really work for your advantage, especially you guys should get some um, you guys should get some sponsorship from TD Infinite Visa. Because yeah. they're actually they're actually a great one because you can just spend the points. You can allocate them to whatever you want. Yeah. Like it depends on how many points you get for like a dollar for any travel. So that one's like, it doesn't delegate like, oh, you can only buy them on this time between this and this. You just f- see a flight you like, pay for it, and then call TDM, like use my points to like deduct as much you, as you can from that. And they do it. They're really good. So it's a lot more flexible than say like an air miles or. Yeah, air miles. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like, I just hear people complain about air miles, but for mm-hmm. traveling with kids purposes, TD Infinite Visa is pretty great. Okay. And speaking of, um, so we're kind of getting on the topic of, yeah, like saving up and, and obviously when you're traveling for, it's not just you anymore, your husband, you got to pay for kids as well. I mean, how yeah. far in advance do you find now you need to plan for a vacation, whether it's saving money, getting time off work or school now, I guess Jude's in school now. Um, do you find you have to plan way more in advance than you did when before well, you no, and we always did this, like, uh, usually around, like, the Christmas time, I'm always like, oh, I want to travel because I'm bored and it's cold and it's crappy, and then I have a friend, uh, she works at Flight Center, which is a travel agency, and uh, she always gives me heads up on uh, flight deals, Okay. so it's just usually in and around that time, like, I always know when I want to go, because, like, for now, we just go to Portugal because we don't have to pay for a place to stay. Um, and it's just easier. Like I know the area, there's lots to do. It's a beach vacation. I feel that when people travel, like when they want to do these like excursions, like I have a friend who took their little kid to Italy and it was just a fucking nightmare. Well, I was going to say, is that some kid got sick with the kids? Like as they continue to get older, do you know, do you have ideas of places that you do want to take them or I guess yes, absolutely like we don't want to do like the Disney worlds and blah 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 like, we like to go and do like cool places mm-hmm. like you know just a lot lot more history and stuff like that yeah. but when they're little mm-hmm. in our experience obviously each children is each child is different but Graham and I the first time we went to Portugal we learned the hard way like remember we tried to remember you and I tried to take Jude to uh Villarreal and uh, he just wanted ice cream and to sit in that car. And we I wanted mean, to go to stores. I've never seen a kid eat more ice cream in my life. <laughs> I know. You were like the um, fucking ice cream kid. Just eat the, what was it, chocolate ball? 
Chuck and Bob. There is an ice cream in Portugal. No, I want a Fantasmico. Where's the Fantasmico? (laughs) But it's called a Chuck and Ball. And that's I think I'm calling it flat out cock and balls. <laughs> like, can okay, I get a cock and ball? Yeah. I always get winked at. It was so I'm like, no. Yeah, but um, when you're when you're traveling with kids and they're little, sometimes you just have to just surrender to the fact that this is a beach vacation. We mm-hmm. get up, we go to the beach because majority of kids will start to act out if you just like you can't just like be like, oh, we're like I think the mistake we did. Uh, the first time is we took Jude, like he was on a schedule here. Cause if you don't have your kids on schedule, it's a goddamn nightmare. A lot of parents will attest to that. Mm. But when you go on vacation, like you still need to have a schedule for them. They like structure. If they don't they act out, mm. they act out. And that's what happened with Jude. And then the second time uh, he was just going through like a shithead face and he was just awful. And the baby cut five teeth when we were there. So he was just, kind of miserable and unfortunately my grandparents house was not baby proof so every everything there was trying to kill him basically yeah i mean yeah well, i remember yeah. sitting out on the the patio what do you call it veranda yeah that's it veranda and like you said i mean you take your eye off jude for two seconds and he's climbing up the side <laughs> like yeah you like, oh, baby, yeah <laughs> you can't climb up there but, um, very high up yeah you, you still like you still have to get up early with them which is always so weird you know, you try to get like, it depends on the kid and their temperament. But with Jude, we had to get him up in the morning. We had to get going. We couldn't sit around because then he would just start melting down. Yeah. If he doesn't have stuff to do, he gets like bored. So you, you still, even though you're on vacation, it's still work. It's yeah. not necessarily a vacation. Are you and planning, I have going to say, do, do you guys plan a lot of the uh, like daytime activities in advance? Like again, when we went to Crazy World, that was kind of well, a... We did because... Well, we originally did because there's like three different, there's so many beaches that you could go to mm. in Portugal and where we're situated there. But what happened, like I said, all the beaches got I am. fucking destroyed because there was a huge windstorm that churned up all the seaweed I mean, and cold water. We went to the beach that one day where the wind was and Jude was not happy because there was too much. Yeah, I got cut. <laughs> we got like cuts all over our faces and this like horrible. umbrellas flying around. Like it was just like, why are we here? We really Sand tried to say for we're like, this is fine. This is fine. And then and we're like, we I'm leaving. At, we looked at Alfie's face and he literally should say cover. We're like, we need to go now. <laughs> like, yeah, we couldn't breathe. But like you have to so with Jude, like we had to get up, but because um because the beaches were destroyed and thankfully they cleared up the day before we had to fucking leave mm. uh they turned all warm and like crystal clear it was so fucking bad um <laughs> we ended up going to crazy town and spending so much fucking money we went back like four or five times yeah oh yeah that's right because i only was there for a few days so we went the one day and it was great the one day it had the pool i remember we all just swam me and Graham drank beers because you were driving. Sorry. That's no, fine. <laughs> and uh, we had a pretty chill day. I think it was like yeah, no. the best days. No, but no member Graham drove home the one time because I got ripped. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was another. Yeah. Ryan was like, mommy's drinking tonight. And we drank our cheap wine. And we're like, Graham, you're driving. Yeah. It was just like ridiculousness. And, and when you're traveling with kids, you really need to, uh, this didn't happen in Portugal because in Portugal we had access to a washing machine, mm. but like try to find a local laundromat. Yeah. Because your kids are going to like have accidents. Your kids are going to like, when we were in Mexico, 
Jude ended up catching a virus and puked everywhere in his crib. Oh, great. And I had to send, I had to send clothes down to uh, the hotel cleaning because I, yeah. they were covered in puke and that was expensive. I guess be prepared anyway. for worst case scenarios when you're traveling with your kids. Yeah, but we'll just be smart about it. Bring food, bring diapers, bring clothes. Now that Jude's older and mm-hmm. like understands now probably like getting on a plane, traveling. How do you, how do you prepare a four-year-old beforehand? Do you sit down and, and talk to him about like, right, this is what's going to happen. We're going to go to the airport. We're going to get on a plane. No, they just get excited. Yeah. Like with mine, they just get excited. Like we're going to go to Portugal. And he's like, I'm going to go to Portugal. I love Portugal. <laughs> and he's genuinely excited. I've never really come across any kid getting scared of a plane. They just really get really excited. And actually tap is uh, on our way back. They had these like little packages for kids that had like coloring books and a snack and like a little stuffy and a blanket and uh, a neck pillow and all this stuff. Like it was really, really well, like really well done by tap. Yeah. And usually get bulkhead seating for free if you have kids. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And the one time on their way back from Portugal, the first time we went with Jude, we basically made a nest for him to sleep in. Yep. And it was great. Like I watched movies and he slept the whole way home. But then the jet lag on the way home, like when we got back to Toronto, was like three days strong. He was up at like four o'clock in the morning to start his day. It was a nightmare. God. It's it's even, I mean, your kids are <laughs> like, but you're probably jet lagged as well. It, it, maybe that, like something like that. Does Jude get... Does he understand jet lag yet? I mean, he's four. No, no, he's too little. He doesn't know why he's awake so early or why he might. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't know that. Mm. What's Jude's favorite part then about going away on a vacation? I think he just likes being out and we go and do an adventure if we can. He knows he gets ice cream. Like we yes. know, like he knows when he goes to Portugal, he gets ice cream anywhere else. Like he hasn't, uh, done too much but like he hasn't gone too many places but like that's kind of what he does like he he, he's he's normally happy-go-lucky but once he's there he could turn into a jerk but when we plan for future places like we have to know that's like like we took you to um ottawa and again he was just in a bad a bad phase he was really poorly behaved but we knew that there was a kids museum there and i found out uh in the vicinity of our airbnb where a splash pad was and it really made all the difference okay so he knows you guys are gonna do loads of stuff the ice cream he probably associates portugal with ice cream now and chalk and ball yeah like you know fantasmicos <laughs> and maracuja ice cream maracuja. yeah i love it all right, last question for you. Mm-hmm. If you could give a new mom or a new dad one tip about traveling with their kids for the first time, what would it be? Pack a bag of extra clothes. Mm-hmm. There's a few things, the main things. Okay. Know where you're going. Try to do some research of things around. Have an extra change of clothes for you and the baby. Pack three days worth of diapers and that's it. And then uh, don't leave them unattended at the <laughs> airport because CS will be called so fast. I like it. I like yeah. that. Thank you. Uh, I'll see you this summer in Portugal. Yeah, I'll see you guys in Portugal in a few months. I yeah, can't man. wait for the uh, the Archer family holiday. Yeah, annual. Be someone to see you there. All right, dude. Bye. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. I love her. Does it make you um, want to have kids now, Steph? Has it changed your mind? One hundred percent not. Like- <laughs> Not a chance in hell. <laughs> oh, you can come on. Um, I'm sure Rhiannon and the fam would love you to come on the next family holiday with us. Maybe we'll see. Oh, you, in and Portugal you know why? This year. 
Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'll be there. No. Done. (laughs) And I will say, I got to, I have, I did recently this year, I went on a road trip with my two nieces. Yeah. Um, We were in the car for 10 hours and I loved being with them. So I'm not a child hater. I'm just not a child bearer. There you go. Well, but now you're a traveling with children expert because we've learned all the, the great tips and tricks from Rianne and herself. Yes. Thank you so much, Rhiannon. Yes. All right. Thanks as always for listening, guys. See you next week. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.